Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. talking about portraits of salvation. Brother Everett talked about once lost and now found. Brother Reddy talked to us Wednesday night about covered by the blood. So tonight, I, I mean this morning, I want to talk to you about you must be born again. I'm thankful to be born again, Brother Ben. Amen. I'm thankful that the old man's passed away and behold, all things are new. Amen. John 3, 1 through 5 says, There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher. Come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter into the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And the church said, Amen, and you can be seated. Amen. Last Sunday, Brother Chris said about relationship, and truly, as Brother Chris said last Sunday, that, uh, Brother Jerry, that's all the Lord wanted from the very beginning was a relationship. And can I tell you, Sister Susan, I'm thankful to be in a relationship with Jesus. Amen. I'm, I'm thankful, Brother Leonard, for all the people the Lord's allowed me to meet and to know. And, and I'm thankful that where I've been, Brother Wayne, but I'm thankful for the relationship that I have with Jesus. Amen. Because this one thing I know, Brother Josh, from people in my life and in my circle, uh, unfortunately, just let me down. But when we build this relationship with Jesus, he'll said, he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Brother Junior, I'm so thankful for that promise. Amen. I'm thankful for that relationship. And Brother Everett, when he said you must be born again, I don't understand why, Brother Darrell, people have trouble with that. I'm so thankful to be born into the kingdom. Amen. I'm so thankful to know this wonderful truth. Sister Mary, there's a pile of people that aren't blessed like we are that knows this wonderful truth. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful that the Jews didn't want no part of it, and they just said, you know, you Gentiles can have it. Brother Jerry, I'm so thankful. This one Gentile, so thankful, Brother Mike. The Romans 3 and 23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Sister Davis, can I tell you, I'm part of that. Amen. I'm part of that for all. Amen. But I'm thankful, as Sister Chelsea said, that, that God had made a way, a provision, a pathway to him by his own blood. Amen. The Bible said that he was the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Now that's hard to imagine when you think about Brother Kenny when he was putting this all together. He already knew that he was going to have to be the ultimate sacrifice. Amen. What a God. 
What a God that we serve. Amen. And I'm so thankful to be in a relationship with him. 1 Corinthians 1, 26 and 29 says, For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But he said, But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound those things which are mighty. And the base things of the world and things which are despised hath God chosen, yea, and the things which are not to be to naught things that are. And verse 29 said that no flesh should glory in his presence. Sister Towns, I know you're going to find this hard to believe, but when I was in school, I was very uh, heavy, um, very slow, and um, not very good athletically. Uh, in our class that we was in, Brother Everett, we had a gentleman, he was about six foot four, built man, like he just chiseled him out. He could run like a deal, a deer, he could throw a fastball like Roger Clemens. I mean, he just had it all, Brother Junior. And I often, the coach, football coach, he just liked to aggravate me because he was my PE coach. He said, Wayne, why don't you come out and be the part of the football team? He was just messing with me. I said, Coach, if I can't be the quarterback, I ain't coming out. Because I ain't sitting on the bench. I just wasn't interested. I said, I just was not interested to sit on the bench. And, and um, I knew I couldn't beat the guy out. But, but, but my point in saying all that, see, Coach, just, he just profiled me. Well, Larry, he just looked at my overweight, short, stobby little self, and he just knew I couldn't compete with this big, tall, athletic quarterback. I agreed with him. I knew I couldn't, so that's why I wasn't going to go out there and get all hot. But my point is, aren't you thankful that God judges what's on the inside, Sister Kathy? Amen. He said, because, you know, here's the thing. I don't know about y'all, but I know a lot of people that are very smart, very wealthy, very got it all together, but they don't know Jesus. See, Sister Chelsea, you've got to have a need in your life. You've got to have a need for a relationship to get in a relationship. Amen. The Bible said, he said, to have friends, one must show himself what? Come on, church. A good place. Amen, Brother Donnie. Amen. So here's what I'm trying to tell you. Aren't you thankful that God knows what you're capable of doing when God calls you to the task? I'm so thankful. When he said, you must be born again. I'm so thankful for this new life in Jesus, amen, because my stinking thinking would always get me in trouble, Brother Pope, amen, but this new mind in me, which is also in Christ Jesus, amen, the Bible talks about being a new, new creature. Sister Melinda, I'm so thankful to be a new creature in Christ Jesus because I wasn't impressed with the old creature, Amen. Because I understood that this old man that I was, Brother Junior, was on a highway to you know where. Because it just come from my grandfather, great-grandfather called Adam, Brother Larry. Amen. He started all this, and we needed a Savior. And, and I've, I heard a man say one time, there's been many people that wanted to be God, but there's only been one God that wanted to be man. And I'm so thankful, Sister Townsend, that he come and, and made himself flesh and took on what you and I go through, Sister Jenna, every day. Think about that. We serve a God that knows right where we're standing at, Brother Orlando. Aren't you thankful for that? Aren't you thankful that he made a way so when you have committed sin that you could have your sins washed away, Brother Leonard? Never, Brother, um, said it Wednesday night, 
He said, never to be remembered no more. He, Brother Rayleigh said, it's cast behind his back in the sea of forgetfulness. Aren't you, aren't you thankful that's where your sins are, Brother Josh? Amen. It don't matter what your neighbors say about you. It don't matter what the devil says about you. Amen. Because the Lord said he's cast them behind his back. Aren't you thankful that he paid the ultimate price, Brother Richard, so you and I could be set free this morning? Amen. Acts 2 and 38. I, I've heard a lot of preachers say, if you want to get the crowd excited, preach about Acts 2, 38. But can I tell you, Sister Joyce, I don't care how many times I hear this verse. I get excited, Brother Brian, every time I hear this, vo this verse. Amen. Because here's what I understand is I have a lot of friends, Brother Ben, that don't have a clue about Acts 2, 38. That'll stand flat-footed and tell you, Sister Jane, they saved and know they going. But can I tell you, compared to the B-I-B-L-E, they need help. I'm, I understand that we've heard it most of all of our lives, and we just take it for granted. But can I tell you, church, we should never get tired of hearing about Acts 2.38. We ought to remind ourselves that God was so wonderful that he removed a veil from our eyes. Amen. I don't know when you've seen it, when you heard it, but you ought to always be happy that you know. Can I tell you, this is the plan of salvation right here. I know you know it, but I just got to read it this morning. And it says, then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name. Church, say the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Peter told him in Acts 4 and 12 when he was standing before the council, he said, neither is there salvation in, come on church, help me out one more time, any other, for there is none other name under heaven given by among men whereby the church help me, we must be saved. And the church said, amen. Now, I don't know, I'm from across the bridge where I come from, Mrs. Donna, we just plain folks over yonder. But that part about we must be saved, pretty well, steals the deal for me, such Kathy. Amen. Aren't you thankful? This is so simple. Even a guy that graduated from Chiefland can get a hold of this one. Amen. He said there is none, no other salvation in any other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. I'm so thankful for the name of Jesus. Amen. I'm so thankful for that day that my mama took me to church and set me down on that pew and that man called Brother Slaughter, Fernando Slaughter, preached that Acts 2.38 message. Brother Allen, I'm so thankful. I never get tired. Because I can I tell you, I, I'm thankful. I look around and see a lot of people, Brother Josh, that would do God a lot better job than I do. But God showed me this wonderful truth. And when he did, Sister Avis, I didn't turn a blind eye to it. I said, I want some of that. Amen. I want it all. Amen. I want it from the t Somebody said it one time, said, are you Jesus only? He said, no, I'm Jesus everything. Amen. From the top of my head to the soles of my feet. Because, Sister Lana, I know what Jesus has done in my life. And I'm so thankful for that. Amen. I want to, Jesus asked a question in Mark 8, 36 and 37. He said, for what shall, a, what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Then he backed it up with this, brother. Alan. He said, what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Think about it, brother Wayne. How many people have heard this wonderful truth that God's tucked on their heart, that they've been in church and heard this great plan of salvation? They just decided it just wasn't for them. Oh, Brother Larry, I'm so thankful. As, as Paul told 
King Agrippa, I was not disobedient concerning that heavenly vision. I'm so thankful, Sister Edith, when God showed me that plan, I stood up and raised my hand and said, I want some of that. Amen. I want some of that. Can I tell you, I'm over 60 years old, and Brother Everett, I still want some of that. Amen. I never get tired of coming to church and, and hearing about the name called Jesus. Amen. I never get tired to sing his praise and to worship and stick my hands up toward heaven and thank him that he saved an old wretched man like me. Amen. Paul ain't the only old man, Brother David, could say, oh, wretched man that I am. Can I tell you, Wayne Williams could stand flat-footed and say, oh, wretched man that I am. Sister Terry, I'm so thankful. I never want to forget where God brought me from. Amen. I'm so thankful. Y'all remember the story in John 6 when the Lord told told the, as Brother Chris would say, the, the bread and the loaves crowd, when he said, look at here, he said, except you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you'll have no part in me. And the Bible said that they followed him no more, Brother Kenny, but he didn't stop there. Verse 68 of John 6, the, the Bible said that the Lord turned and, and said to, to, to the crowd, to, to his disciples, he said, will you also leave? And Brother Larry, can I tell you, I hope this is always my response. I hope this is my response always, Brother Junior, when the devil says there's an exit ramp right there or there's an exit ramp right there. Sister Townsend, I'm hoping that I can stand like Peter said that day. And he said, and he answered the Lord, to whom shall we go? Where are you going to go once you know this wonderful plan of salvation? Where else can you go once you taste of this great thing called the Holy Ghost? Amen. Where else can you go to compare to that? Can I tell you, you can't go nowhere, church. Can I tell you, there ain't nobody like our Jesus. Can't nobody do you like Jesus can do you. Can I tell you, if you'll just let God have a portion of your heart, he'll take all of your heart. Because nobody can do you like Jesus. Amen. Because he said, thou hast the words... Come on, church. The Bible said we like a vapor. We just here for a little while, Brother Allen, and it's over with. But Brother Chris, that ain't the end of the story, as Paul Harvey would say. Paul Harvey said, let me tell you the rest. Can I tell you the rest of the story? It's the best part of the story. Sister Chelsea hit on it a while ago. When you start getting down and out, turn your Bible over to the book of Revelation. The Bible said if you'll just read the book of Revelation, you'll get a blessing. Amen. I'll just keep moving on. But, but here's what I'm telling you. If you don't think your blessing cup's full, just slip on over to the book of Revelation over and read you some. Amen. This is what he said in verse 69. Peter said, and we believe and are sure. Are you sure this morning that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God? Aren't you thankful that you know who Jesus is? Amen. Aren't you thankful that you got his B-I-B-L-E that you can read any time that you want? He said, eat the whole book. Church, can I encourage you to eat the whole book? How many people in the crowd this morning knows who Warren Buffett is? Could I see you stick your hand up in there? Not Jimmy Buffett, Warren Buffett. Amen. I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I'll just keep moving. Anyway, Warren Buffett is the fifth richest man in the world. That's why little Wayne knows who he is. Amen. I just, got to, I just got to be honest with you that money moves my world. Amen. I'm telling you. When the Lord wrote, I know, I know Paul wrote. I'm just going to talk to Brother Larry. And when he said the love of money is the root of all evil, that's where I was living at. 
Brother Junior, that's where I was living at when I was lost and undone. I just didn't realize when I come to serve Jesus. Sister Jessica, he said when he would open up the windows of heaven, he meant that. I'm telling you, amen. He, at least in little Wayne and Sharon's life, he's meant that. Amen. But, but let me carry on. Do y'all realize that Warren Buffett's worth $87 billion? We got some in here that could play with him, but I don't know that they're worth $87 billion. He's chairman and chief executive of Berkshire Hathaway. I was going to tell you some other things, but I'll skip all that because I'm running out of time. But, but anyway, now y'all just stay with me here. Somebody for a cool $19 million paid $19 million, Brother Larry, to have lunch with this man called Warren Buffett. Now, they didn't, this has been going on for, for years, and they take their money and they just give it to charity. Now, think about that for just a minute. $19 million to have lunch with one human being. Good gosh, I might have. If I had $18 million, I wouldn't spend it on that. I'm going to move on. I see y'all, y'all with me this morning. Y'all think that was a little overpriced. I mean, I hope they had a good lunch or something. I mean, 19. Here's my point is that, that this same man called Warren Buffett, this the fifth richest man in the world, it's worth $87 billion, and somebody would pay $19 million to have lunch with Brother Johnny. It's going to stand before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords one day. Because the Bible said that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. Amen. So you either going to bend a knee and confess on this side, Sister Jane, or you're going to do it on the other side. Can I tell you that this Mr. Buffett, he may have all the world tools and all the little toys and all the little trinkets, but can I tell you, he's going to have to stand flat-footed one day before the great white throne judgment. If he don't get it right on this side, Brother Tim, and give an account, amen? But here's really what I wanted to talk to you about was that this, that God, we have a relationship with the God that owns it all. If Mr. Buffett walked in right now and we knew who he was, he might get catered to a little bit better than the person we didn't know. Now see, Sister Amanda, we got the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords at the touch of our fingertips at any time that we... We got his spirit living on the inside of us. I, Brother Jack, that's just amazing to me that God gave us. He said, I won't always be with you, but I will be in you. Amen. He said when he left, he was going to send us the comforter. Amen. Brother Darrell, it may be good to know somebody that's worth 87 million, but can I tell you, that's going to run out. But the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, Brother Orlando, that me and you know, can I tell you, Brother Chava, that's never going to run out, amen? It's going to be for an eternity, amen? Can I tell you, this thing's going to be over with one day, Brother Ben, but serving Jesus is going to last an eternity. The other night, last Sunday night, we had a gentleman come in off the street, and he uh, said in our service, we've had a few of those since, we, since we've been there, but, but in Sister Lana, one thing about when you hold a microphone, you're looking that way, you can see how most people look and how they react. So if you smile real big, the preacher will get on through the service. But if you start frowning and looking down at your watch, you kind of slow down on you. I'm just trying to help you all out. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, I'm just trying to give you all a little, no, we don't, never mind. But here's what I'm trying to tell you. It is this guy, when they were singing, man, he looked like he was zoning out. He, was just, he had his hands like this and his fingers turned and had his eyes closed. And I thought, man. Not tonight. I just felt like he was going to cause problems. Amen. But, 
Brother Larry was there, and Brother Darrell was there, and Brother Toby was there. So I knew we could get the demon out of him or get him out there, one or the other. We, if we had, it got sideways. But it didn't get sideways, but I just noticed that he, he, he just, even while I was preaching, he, he would just close his eyes. He wouldn't open his eyes. And, and I was preaching about um, judging the judge last Sunday night. And, um, but the Lord had put the, on the top part of that, Sister Amanda, about the judgment seat, about standing before God and giving account, Sister Amy, for the de- And that didn't tie in with what I, had, what I felt God had already gave me. But I, for some reason, I left it there, Brother Larry. I don't know about you other ministers or Sunday school teachers, but, you know, I try to stay on a pattern and stay pointed, but it don't always work that way, Brother Junior. And the Lord dropped this in my spirit. But after Sunday night, Brother Chris, I understood why. Because, see, this man called Dakota that come in for, he really didn't request it a whole lot. He just, he, he needed a little certain thing, and the church was able to provide that for him. Wasn't a big request at all, Brother Everett. But he heard about the judgment seat of Christ. He heard about Jesus' name, baptism, being repentant, and being filled with the Holy Ghost. Can I tell you, he heard about the plan of salvation. Sister. He might have been trying to block it out, but I'm convinced. Sister Jenna, that if he don't get it right with God, he's going to have to give an account for that message that he heard at Lights for Christ Church in Chief. Brother Danny, I don't know. I couldn't understand why God gave me that part to go in that, but, but you have to understand that God's God. Amen? And, and Brother Tim, when God gives you something, you just got to let God be God and let it go out. Because the Bible said that God, God's word don't return to him void. It accomplishes what he pleases. Whether it's you talking to somebody at Walmart or somebody at your job or you holding a microphone. Can you understand if God's in it, God's going to make something of it. Amen. I thought about where the preacher wrote in Ecclesiastes 8 and 11. He said, because the sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the heart, the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. See, Dakota didn't realize that he could have maybe died, and if he ain't made it right with, with the Lord, he's going to spend eternity in the lake of fire. See, church, don't let the devil lie to you and tell you that you got a tomorrow. Nobody's promised a tomorrow. But what you are promised is a judgment. You may not make it till tomorrow, but you will make it to the judgment. But, but can I tell you, if you, if, what we're talking about, you must be born again. If you'll get your sins underneath the blood you'll never have to worry about that no more brother mike can i tell you that'll be the thing of the past and can i tell you your life will be so wonderful even when the devil aggravates you sister mary you still got that comforter that you can turn to amen can somebody wrote in the book said the trying of your faith worketh patience aren't you thankful that the lord's left us a way to heaven amen so, so, so the whole story, I said all that to get to Nicodemus this morning. Nicodemus was a Pharisee. He was part of the Jewish ruling council. And the Bible said that he comes to Jesus at night. I don't know why that was, Brother Everett, whether he didn't want his other friends to see him. Maybe he didn't want to get messed up. But he come to Jesus at night. Had to be a reason for that, such a man, for the Lord to put that in the Bible. Amen. I'm just convinced it don't matter when you come see Jesus. Just come see Jesus. Amen. Whether it's high noon or whether it's late night or it's 2 o'clock in the morning, when God's dealing with your heart, that's the time to respond to God. Amen. Don't wait. I've said this before, but don't ever wait until the end of the service and then you're going to make your way to the altar. If God's dealing with you, make your way to the altar then. Amen. Because can I tell you, if you let it go by, Sister Joyce, can I tell you the devil will just steal it out of your heart and that moment will pass right on by. 
Amen. But I just wanted to go back to what Nicodemus said. I know we just read it. Nicodemus said unto the Lord, he said, How can a man be born when he is old, and can he enter in the second time in his mother's womb and be born? And we look at that today, Brother Wayne, and laugh because we understand looking backwards. But Nicodemus didn't understand that. And I'm so thankful that the Lord took time out, Brother Everett, to talk with him about that, that, that it wasn't about entering back into your mother's womb. It's a spiritual thing that, that you had to get your sins underneath the blood to get them remitted. Amen. And, and, and the Lord said in verse 15, he said, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Verse 17 said, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Aren't you thankful to be saved this morning? Amen. Aren't you thankful to have something that you, you know what you know and you feel what you feel? Amen. I'm so thankful that the, the Lord died on an old rugged cross for an old wretched sinner like me. But here's a, here's a crazy thing about this man called uh, Nicodemus. Amen. You don't read much more about Nicodemus, brother, being in the Bible. But if you'll turn to John 19 and 38 and 40, I'd just like to tell you what happened to this man called Nicodemus because he had an encounter with the Lord. The Lord told him what he had to do. But, Brother Jeremy, you don't read much more about Nicodemus no more. But we'll pick him up here in John 19 and 38 and 40. And it says, And after this, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, besought Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus, and Pilate gave him leave. He came, therefore, and took the body of Jesus. And verse 39 says, and there came also Nicodemus. So I said that, Sister Susan, to say this, that you never know when you're witness to somebody what God's doing on the other side. So Davis, if the if devil treats you like he treats me, he'll tell you nobody's paying no attention. I look around, I still have lost friends. I still have lost family members. I still have lost co-workers. But Junior looks like they're not moving a bit. But can I tell you, this just proves the point. God has spoke to Nicodemus at night. And it didn't seem like he showed any response at that time. But Sister Donna, can I tell you, after the Lord's crucifixion and they went there to get the body, the, one of the people that was there was a man called Nicodemus. Never give up hope, church, on praying for our lost friends, our lost loved ones. Because here's, can I tell you from somebody that was lost and undone, Brother Richard, that didn't even have Jesus on his mind, that Jesus visited me one evening. Amen. Brother Josh, I'm so thankful for that because, can I tell you, ain't no telling how many. You know, I often think about, and you just forgive me, I just want to tell you all this quick little story. It's, you know, we, Sharon had went to Daytona and brought home a little kitten. She was about six months old. Now, I want you to just understand this cat rode underneath on the, somewhere on the bottom of that car, somewhere's, from Daytona Beach to our house. When that little cat and that vehicle got home, Brother Chris, there was two or three dogs on the, on the carport where it was parked. Brother Junior, I, you know, except for Tom Cruise, I don't know who could have rode that far, amen, from Daytona all the way over here for two and a half hours, amen. You know what I'm saying, Brother Donnie? I couldn't have done it. But somehow, some way, this little cat just rode all the way from Daytona to get to our house on our front porch. And we come home from church that Wednesday night. And Sharon said, you hear that cat? I said, I don't hear no cat. I heard a cat. I said, I don't hear no cat. Well, she heard a cat because there was a cat out there. I didn't know it was a cat. It was just a little kitten. You could hold her in your hand. I don't know how that cat made it there. 
Honey said, well, you got to get rid of that cat. I said, well, if you want to get rid of that cat, you take the cat to the animal shelter. I'm not taking it. No, you ain't going to play that with me, ain't Because I'm convinced that God sent me that cat. You tell me how else a little cat rides two and a half hours on a vehicle. Amen. You explain it, I'll take it. She couldn't explain it, so I just kept the cat. I'm going somewhere. Y'all just play along with me. Amen. I hope pastor don't look at this part. But anyway, I was laying there watching YouTube some preaching or something the other night, and she was curled up in my arm, Brother Jerry. She just laying there asleep. She was just gone, zonked out. She's put on a few pounds since we've had her. And she's a little sassy little thing. Brother Jerry, as I was just looking at that cat, I was thinking, you don't know how close you probably could have died from the very time that she crunk up her car. Well, Larry, you drove for two and a half hours at the rates of at least, honey drives fast, at least 70 miles an hour. Amen. Just don't really, because that, that, that cat don't have that memory to where, you know what I'm saying, brother, I understand that. My, my point is, I wonder how many times that God looks at us, brother Allen, and says, you just don't realize how close you come to dying as a lost sinner. You had people praying for you. I had done paid the price. I had done died on the old rugged cross for your sins. I had made a way, but you said no to the way. You didn't want no part of that. I told you, you must be born again. But you said, no, 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 I'm just too busy right now. I don't have, I just don't have time for no Jesus in my life. See, so sure, we saved now full of the Holy Ghost, paid up, prayed up, ready to go up. But just like that little kitten, Brother Pope, there was a many a time that we could have got shook off that vehicle. It'd probably just scare us slapped to death, Brother Larry, if we really knew where God's hand stepped in and stepped in and pushed, Brother Darrell. See, I never want to take this walk with God for granted. Because, Sister Joan, I know where I come from. I know where I come from. I was a wretched old sinner, lost and undone. Brother David, I was on my way to a devil's hell. Brother Kenny, somehow, by the grace of God, God kept me on that vehicle. Never, never to believe that I would have held a microphone to preach to God's wonderful people about God's saving grace and God's long-suffering and mercy. So I said that, Brother Ben, to say this to you this morning. Never give up praying for your friends and your family and your co-workers. Call their names out. Amen. Just speak to the atmosphere. Just believe it. Amen. Because you never know who might be being praying for me and praying for you when you was lost and undone. And can I tell you, church, that's the least we could do. Amen. I got to hurry because I'm about out of time. But real quickly, I want to talk to you about a man called Simon the Sorcerer. We all know the story in the book of Acts. And but I'd just like to real quickly go over this. Philip, we all know that the Bible said he went down to Samaria and a great revival breaks out and unclean spirits crying with loud voices come out. Many that was possessed with them and many was taken with a palsy and were lame, were healed. And the Bible said there was, the city was filled with great joy. Can I tell you, when you invite Jesus into your life, you're going to have some great joy. Amen. And, and so, so the Bible said that this guy called Simon, 
used sorcery, by which the people of Samaria given out that himself was some great one, to whom they all gave heed, from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is the great power of God, and to him they had regard, because at a long time he had bewitched them with sorceries. Can I tell you, the devil had bewitched me for a long time, Brother Wayne. I mean, he was a Simon the sorcerer in my life. He had convinced me if I'd chase that golden ring and, and, and try to be the next Bill Gates, amen, or, or whoever the next, if I, brother, if I could just get hooked up in there, man, money would solve all my problems. Brother Junior, that just started the problems, amen. But I would have lost. Jesus said, what would a man give in exchange, Brother Jeremy, for his soul? Um, uh, there's a scripture here that I didn't read, but I want to quote it real quick. This, the, the preacher wrote in Proverbs, he said, buy the truth and sell it not. So if you tied that with, Brother Pope, what Jesus said, what would a man give in exchange? I wonder how many people sold out for something called filthy lucre. For the next promotion, the next big raise that cut into your church time, your Bible reading time, your witnessing time. We're talking about you must be born again. Can I tell you, when you're born again, it's more than just getting wet, Brother Everett. It's a new lifestyle. It's a new walk. It's a new talk. Amen? The Bible said old things have passed away, and behold, all things become new. New in what? New in Christ Jesus. Amen? I got to move on. But this is what I want to get to. The Bible said, but when they believed Philip's preaching, the things concerning the kingdom of God, the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Peter and John heard there was a great revival in Samaria and said, we better go check this out. So the big dogs come running down to Samaria and they found out what was going on. And we'll pick up the story in Acts 15 and 24. Just forgive me, I didn't give this to them. But anyway, just be with me. It says in verse 15, who when they were come down, Talking about Peter and John prayed for them and they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Verse 17 said they then laid they their hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. Do y'all remember, uh, it don't happen a lot anymore, but do y'all remember when people used to get the Holy Ghost and if, if, if they had their hair pinned up, they'd just shake it all off? Well, that just, did that just happen in chief when it did it happen across this side of the bridge? When people got there, they just spit and splot. Uh, maybe not. But, but did they just jump around and act crazy and you thought, my gosh, somebody, what's going on? Until it was your turn to get the Holy Ghost, Brother Donnie, you did the same thing. You was like, who cares? Amen. I just got to believe, Brother Larry, that's what happened when Peter and John prayed for these and they received, they had to have some kind of outward emotion, something that had to happen. Because here's, we're going to get to that in just a minute. And verse 18 said, And when Simon saw that through laying on of the apostles' hands the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money. Kind of stop there real quickly. Aren't you thankful this thing can't be bought with silver and gold? Amen. Because can I tell you, can I tell you if it could have been bought, so Davis, I'd been left behind. I was like that little guy that was behind the wine press that he said, look at here, my family's the poorest bunch of all the Israelites and I come from a poor family. I'm just in bad shape. That was Gideon's excuse because he couldn't be used of God. He said, my family's poor and I'm the worst of my family. 
But the Bible said that the man offered, he done been baptized, this man called Simon the sorcerer, and he wanted to buy this what? The gift of the Holy Ghost that you and God, the Bible said, in earthen treasure. We have this earth in earthen vessels. We have this treasure in our earthen vessels. Aren't you thankful for the Holy Ghost? Aren't you thankful for the Spirit of God living on the inside of you? And this is what he said. Simon said, and give me also this power that on whomsoever I lay my hands, he may receive the Holy Ghost. I just got to believe, brother, they reacted some way. He, Simon the sorcerer had to see something, brother Jeremy. This is what Peter said. Thy money perish with thee because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. I'm so thankful, Brother Ben, they couldn't write a check big enough for this. Amen. I'm so thankful. Whomsoever will, let him come. Aren't you thankful for that? You can stand. I'd like to tell you this quick little story as I close. We're talking about you must be born again. Our pastor uh, used to, was a tent minister and evangelist and uh, a guy he used to preach with, they used to come to chief on him and preach. He was as big as a door, um, just a big mountain of a man. Anyway, his, his sister come one night, and he said, I want my sister to tell you all testimony. So anyway, she she come up there, and she said, you know, I, was, I just had been single a long time, and I wanted to get married. She called him Bishop, said, Bishop so-and-so. He told me not to marry that man because that man was out in the world and he was lost and undone and you're going to have a lot of trouble. She said, but I didn't listen to Bishop. She said, I just went ahead and married the man. She said, can I tell you, every time it was church night, Brother Donnie, she said there was a fight when I got home. She said, he beat on me, he kicked on me, and when it was church night, he prevented me from going to church. He said, she said, but I went to church. She said, when I knew when I got home, I was going to have to fight. My brother Chris, she said something very interesting. That particular night, he was sitting back in the congregation. If my memory serves me right, he, she pointed him out and said, could you stand up? Just pointed him out. But she said, I loved the hell right out of him. He said, I, she said, I just prayed for him. I just prayed for him. I just prayed for him. She said, but I just loved on him. And I, can I tell you, church, that's what we got to do to people that come through the door. We just got to love on them. So anyway, this is what a, one night, that, I think it was that same night, she got up there and she was just jumping and shouting and just having, she was thankful for her salvation. Brother Larry, she just fell out in the spirit. And we, had, we didn't have nice pews that had cushion on them. We just had nice pews with plywood on them. And she hit her head on that pew and that plywood and you could hear it said Brother Huggins said God I thought she had died she laid there for just a few minutes Brother Jerry and she got up and she shook herself and she just went on and praising God and having a good time so after church the pastor said man I'd just like to see she said there ain't even a, a, a dent or nothing back there she said they'll never come up my point in all that Never when God starts moving in the Holy Ghost, never prevent God from moving. Let God have his way, church. Because, see, if you're in the Spirit, God's going to take care of you. Amen. If you're just up there showing out to be showing out, you may reap a little something. So, church, aren't you thankful? The Bible said you must be born again of water and a Spirit.
Aren't you thankful for this wonderful plan of salvation, Brother Allen? I'm so thankful. Let's reach our hands toward heaven and let's pray. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.